So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Welcome back to the DTFF show, Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football. Um, for those of you that joined very promptly this evening, I apologize for the little bit of lag there uh, before the intro. I got caught up in the the sleeper chat. I was trying to get caught up on, on the chat uh, for our mock draft. Uh, the chat room's going crazy already. So uh, my apologies, uh, folks, that had to watch us just sit there blankly for about five seconds. Uh, that was not my intent. <laughs> you know what we look like as we're prepared to go on. And yeah. You know that it's nothing exciting. It's just a staring into the void. Yes. So as you guys uh, probably guessed already, uh, we are doing our Mock Draft 2.0 for this offseason uh, to really get you ready for redraft season here. Uh, you're either drafting coming up this weekend or next weekend. Uh, the two biggest draft weekends of the fantasy season. Um, so we want to get you ready with one last mock draft here to, to talk you to it. Um, talk you through our picks and what we would do and the picks of everyone out there. Um, should be a lot of fun. I know we had a blast last time. Uh, we did remember to cut down the timer from two minutes down because that was like a three and a half hour show we had last time. Uh so yeah, we'll keep it uh, a little bit more regular this time. So um, I should do introductions first, though. I mean, you know me, I mean, Dustin, but I want to introduce my, my very special co-host, Jake Trowbridge. Jake, how are you doing? Very special. I do feel very special after that introduction. And it's, it's redraft season. You said it is now. The future is now. People are probably starting to draft. Now we're very soon this upcoming weekend or two. I know we are for our home league. So this is always a nice prep episode. And I'm going to try and be studious today. I'm going to try and take this seriously uh, and, and get the results, Dustin, that I crave. Well, you better take this seriously. I don't want no fucking slackers in our <laughs> mock draft here. It's the real. That's why we have picks, all right? That's why we have Man. real people. So we don't just get that random just ADP draft picks all night we don't want that garbage garbage auto pick where like you go into a mock draft and then by round four half of the people have already left because mm -hmm. apparently they just want to see themselves get the glory picks up of top course and then abandon ship that is not what we're doing tonight we are going top to bottom t to b in this uh 16 rounder is that correct that is correct sir yeah i'm excited i'm excited all right so should we do our just normal, whatchamacallit, house cleaning stuff? We get it out of the way here. Dustin, could you make it sound less enthusiastic? I know you're excited to get to the mock draft itself, but goddamn, sir, I'm I, excited to talk about the beer. You, I know, could, you know what, Dustin? I'm going to bypass you entirely, even though this is your beer. This fine. is your beer that you, you brought to my attention today. But I'm going to give it the enthusiasm it deserves. It is a Stiegel Rattler. It's a grapefruit-flavored Rattler. Now, we were talking right before we came on, because I just cracked mine open before we started, and I didn't know what to expect. It has a very malty, like that malt beverage smell mm -hmm. to it, you know, like a, a Mike's Hard or something like that. And you pointed out 
this is a two and a half percenter. And it, and it is a malt beverage as well. That makes sense. My nose did not deceive me. So you've had plenty of malt beverages in your day. I've had a few too many. Let's be clear. So Jake, Um, what do you think of this beer? Look, of all the, the fruits that you can add into a beer, I am the most critical of grapefruit because it's so easy to fuck up. Because if you go too heavy in the paint with grapefruit, then you just, that sour, and not even a good type of sour, just sits, that tartness sits in the back of your throat. Uh, this is good, actually. Like, I mean, for what it is. Acknowledge what it is. It's not a beer I'm going to have a ton. It's, it's nice. It's drinkable. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, grapefruit's not my favorite <laughs> fruit. It. Yeah. It, it smells very dank. <laughs> it, it, it's got a dank smell to it, like, like, like the sticky yeah. icky. Yeah, yeah. Purple sticky yeah, punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's got that got that smell to it. I can't stop smelling it. Um, <laughs> You're gonna be smelling it the entire goddamn episode now, instead of putting it down your mouth hole. I mean, it's uh, fine. But, I mean, it's yeah. you know two and a quarter percent. It's it's fine. It's but uh, yeah, nothing I would uh, go after again. This is my this is the most tepid beer response I think we've had in this entire showcase. Two and a half years we've been doing this. I think that is the most tepid beer response. And you know what? It's fine. I have a backup beer. It's going to be great. Me also. So, so yes, Hoovtube, I am from and in Wisconsin as well. Yeah! Hashtag Wisconsin. What's that say? Wisconsinites stick together. I can read. I'm having issues tonight, man. Oh, oh Holy my God. crap. How about on Wisconsin? How about that, Dustin, for the guy who lives directly next door to me? Well, no, I was I was reading this. the hashtag on the comment here. Oh, I see. I thought you were making this up or trying to oh. like figure out a popular no. phrase around Wisconsin. No, no, on no. On the fly? Okay. No, no. All right, that makes more sense. No, no, no. A hoop tube is, is one of our mock drafters tonight. Um, now, he's currently in a spot that's probably not going to stay the same or, or she, and we're going to randomize this. Correct. Dustin. That so is correct. Our listeners are aware. Yep. Yeah. We are going to randomize it before we start drafting just because it's fun that way. I, I, I want people to start Don't get comfortable. I want people to tilt right out of the gate. If you're in the one hole and you end up at like the eight hole and you don't want that, I want the tilting to happen immediately. Bad. It's our mock draft. You get what we give you, <laughs> or what the system gives you. I should say. Yes. Uh, because yes. it's up to sleeper. It's not even up to us. Yeah, that's correct. Um, well, since we are waiting to do this, do we want to hurry up? Let's talk though, real quick. We can't forget about our drunk trade entirely. No. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Drunk, 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 trade of the week. Look, this is actually technically an almost drunk trade. And I know that that seems like a cop out, but we've got a lot on our plate with this mock draft. I, I, I didn't want to get us going overboard out of the gate here. But this comes from Reddit user CandyKid86, who says, Just buttered up a Dynasty League mate that wanted to trade me, Mark Andrews, for Cam Newton in a Superflex Dynasty League. He sobered up. And changed his mind the next morning, though, unfortunately. Dustin, here's what I want to ask. We're both high on Cam Newton. I think higher than any reasonable mm-hmm. person is out there in the world right now. Most definitely. The training camp things, 
the COVID issue with Cam, where he has to be away from the, the camp for five days because of the weird protocol thing that was broken. I think we can both agree, you know, as it stands right now, you would rather get Mark Andrews regardless. Correct. Correct. Yes, especially that's, in Dynasty. Yeah, I mean, that's an easy one. Tight end mm-hmm. premium or not, it's Dynasty. I love We love Cam for this year. Yep. Probably not so much going forward. But why I wanted to bring this one up as a selection is because how much, if at all, has your value of Cam for this season decreased with the last week or so of shenanigans? With Mac Jones doing really, really well and with that COVID thing in particular. Um, not really too much. Um, I mean, Cam, it'd be one thing if Cam was kind of struggling a bit, but we saw him looking pretty sharp so far in camp and in and the preseason. So it doesn't really move the needle a whole lot for me. Uh, okay. If they start off slow, you know, and end up like one and four, or one and five or something, I'm pretty sure he'd probably get yanked at that point, but assuming they're playing well and, and he's doing well. Yeah. I, I I'm sure he'll start the entire season then. Okay. I just didn't know because it, it did give me a little bit of pause that report that he's now got to be away for a few days. Mm-hmm. Here's your chance, Mac. If he's going to make the impression, Oh, well, now it's going to happen now. Right. You know, and so I'm, I'm keeping a very active eye on it. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's a late round pick no matter what. You're not going to have to take him early. It's just a matter of if you draft him or don't at all. Right. At this point. Mm-hmm. So I think I still would. I, I'd probably still take a chance, but I know that we're, again, we're higher than a lot of reasonable people are out there. Definitely. Uh, so resolution to this, I mean, it sucks. We talked about this, I think, last week. This is why you keep your alerts on. Mm-hmm. Stay active because, you know, if that trade were to come through, you probably had this much time to click the extent. Yes. So always be aware. Don't be the aloof guy in your league who is just not fucking paying attention to things. Mm-hmm. This can hurt you too. That's right. All right. I've said my piece about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jake, before we start the draft here, why don't you give us our ad read from our new favorite sponsor? Our bestest sponsor ever. This week's episode is brought to you by Poor Richard's Farm. They offer 100% grass-fed beef snack sticks. Baby, you can have a variety of flavors. We've talked about them a lot. We love them a lot. You can go with the barbecue hickory. You can go with the teriyaki maple or our favorites, the Tex-Mex mesquite. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, Go get yourself a a mixed bag, a variety pack, if you will. You can head on over there right now, get 5% off of your order using promo code DTFF. And if you are stacking up your cart with the amount that I think you should be, that 5% is going to save you like $120 by the time you get through the (laughs) checkout. Go to poorrichardsfarm.com today. Get your free shipping too. I got another incentive. You buy three or more packs of their all-natural, delightful beef sticks. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to get 5% off. You're going to be so happy that you should write us personal letters of gratitude. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, very well said, Jake. Yeah, definitely go check them out. We love them. You will love them too. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. All right, so should we get this draft going here? Let's do I'm this, so excited. For Let's this. randomize. So... For all the folks out there listening and or watching, uh, this is just a redraft PPR 
uh, draft here. Uh, 16 rounds. We are including kickers and defense because it's redraft and it's our mock draft. So um, our home league is set up this way. So we're, we're trying to simulate our home league as much as possible here uh, just for our own selfish purposes this evening. And let's be honest, this is still the most popular format in terms of roster construction out there. Maybe not for us hardcore degenerates, but mm-hmm. for the general population, this is the most popular setup. That's right. All right, so I will hit the old randomized teams button here. I hope I get a good one. And boom. <gasps> We're in. We're in. We're, We're ready to it. go. We're in. So now we have a 30-second clock. Yep. I believe, as you already said. So everybody's going to have to be on the ball. On the ball. Which is good because it doesn't give us too much time to overthink. Uh, and at this point, I feel like your your gut, your rankings, your projections, they should all be pretty much in line where you don't have to think about it too much. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So I am going to start the draft. Hopefully everybody is ready to go here in the draft itself. And oh, yeah. away we go. <gasps> the sound. Did you hear the sound, Dustin? It's I my heard favorite it. noise. Oh. A little bling. Um, so out of the gate here as we wait for the first selections to be made. Do you have any strategy that you're trying for here? Or are you just flying by the seat of your pants as I tend to do? I am flying by the seat of my pants only because um, that's just what I'm going to do for this evening. <laughs> uh, you know, odd thing is I found myself at the like 11 or 12 a lot this off season as I've been doing mock drafts or jumping in other people's mock drafts or uh, the charity best balls or things like that. I've been doing, I've been finding myself way at the back of the draft. Um, and I actually really like how my teams have turned out. So, um, so yeah, this should be fun. I have, I have a, I'll have a pretty good idea of how I want to draft this. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, Submitting with any strategy, though I might try. I might throw a wrench in here. And in fact, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. So, uh, as you brief everybody, I'm going to go ahead and make a little selection. Here. All right. So, no surprises really in the first four picks here: McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, Elvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. Um, pretty, uh, pretty chalky so far. The chalkiest. I honestly think Derrick Henry is is maybe a borderline surprise. Borderline. But and you go Kelsey with with the at the 015, huh? What was the what was the yeah, reasoning behind I, that? I'm really starting to come around to the idea of locking up my tight end spot immediately. And I swear to God, if I had the 102, I would still consider taking Kelsey there because the positional advantage it's outrageous. And I'm tired, Dustin. I'm mm-hmm. tired of streaming. I can't handle the streaming tight ends because. I'll just say out of the gate, and you know this, I'm not good at it. I cannot make that work. And yeah, there's a couple of late round guys that I'm in on if I do punt, but boy, you know that they're no lock for, for success if they're on my team. Mm-hmm. This is true. So then we've so now got, we've got Devante. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver right oh. away. And then Zeke, Aaron Jones, and Eckler. Which Aaron yeah. Jones going at the one eight? I'll say I'm a little surprised at. Seems a little early for for uh, Aaron Jones. Interesting. See, I have him ranked very highly now. I've been moving him up the board. I mean, really, ever since Aaron was a definitive lock to play, Aaron Rodgers, that is, coming back, I've I've been very high on Aaron Jones, having him inside my top six. So I I love it. 
Um, I'm lower on Zeke. So that order, Zeke, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler. You know, I'm the low man on Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe I haven't watched enough hard knocks yet. That could certainly (laughs) be the case. And uh, once I catch up, he might move back up my rankings there as the featured team on hard knocks. But I have Aaron Jones actually ranked above Zeke. Um, I do love the Austin Eckler pick, although it does appear FF Sleepy, uh, the manager who chose, might have a little bit of rooting interest there with the Chargers logo. Possibly. uh, center. But uh, honestly, I'm still not mad at it. Chargers fan or not Chargers fan, I don't think that's an egregious pick at all. No, no. I'm very high on Eckler this year, so I I don't mind that pick at all. Um, If he would have fell to me, I honestly probably would have taken him at that spot. Um, So then Barkley, I took Jonathan Taylor at the 11, and then Nick Chubb rounding out the first round. And then coming back, we've got Joe Mixon. I took Antonio Gibson, locking up my two running backs early. And then Diggs, Najee Harris, and Tyreek Hill um, all off the board. A little surprised Diggs went second overall. Not egregious by any means, but uh, um, usually it's pretty chalky between Devontae Adams and and Tyreek Hill, uh, the first two receivers off the board. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Um, This this amazing run of running backs is exactly what I'm expecting, by the way, as Mm -hmm. we come upon our leagues and basically all leagues at this point. I think that's pretty much what you have to lock yourself into. And uh, are you going to fall victim to it? Mm -hmm. Like I might now, am I going to be forced into taking a running back that maybe I don't have the most confidence in, or do I pivot and go with my guy, DeAndre Hopkins, who I have as a, wide receiver two, the wide receiver two, I should say. So uh, I'm very comfortable pivoting, taking him there as opposed to feeling like, you know, maybe I'm reaching on a running back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now at the turn, we'll see. Yes. Yeah. I really like uh, the picks of Adams and Ridley there uh, for heavy Kevy, starting off with just two super stud wide receivers. I'm interested to see how his uh, his team uh, turns out here, because I think that could be a sexy team. Could this end up being what some folks would call a zero RB team mm-hmm. with this kind of start? How late do you allow yourself, again, to wait at a position if you don't feel comfortable with the guys sitting at the top? To be uh, super generic, I, I wait until I do feel comfortable. God, I hate <laughs> you sometimes, <Dustin>. But it's <laughs> the truth. It's the truth. I can't, hand, can't help it's it. the most... Well, I'm not going to say I'm going to wait until round six to take my first, you know, like it just kind of depends how the draft is all. Couldn't you just say it though? Even if you don't really believe in it, couldn't you just say that? So we could clip it out and play it later. No, I would not do that to my listeners here. (laughs) I would not do such a thing. All right. I appreciate your integrity. Integrity. That was a trap and you avoided it. So kudos to you. All right. So Jake, after you, we had C.H. Dobbins, Patrick Mahomes, first quarterback off the board um, with the, what is that, 211. Uh, then Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson. A little bit of a wide receiver run here, Jake. What are you doing? Well, now I'm at the unenviable position. Uh, two running backs have come off the board since I last chose. So, again, do I hit a running back now or do I pivot and go with a wide receiver. And I do not love the options that are sitting here, but 
I'm going to go with Chris Carson because he is the last guy that I would feel comfortable with. It's a little earlier than I probably would and should, maybe. But with this length of a turn, I don't think that he would come back, or I at least question it. And as my drinking buddy, I desperately want him on my team. And uh, third round, I'm very comfortable with it. Yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me you took him. That is your guy. You've been hyping him up all off season here. So, Jake, we are two and a half rounds in. What has been your biggest surprise so far, do you think? Uh, I'm actually surprised that, uh, boy, that, that the breadth of structures we have so far from everybody participating is actually pretty different. I mean, we have one person, so Heavy Kevy went with three wide receivers now. So right after I chose Carson, he went A.J. Brown. Already had Devontae and Calvin Ridley. That is a three wide receiver stack for him. And supposing everything's all right with A.J. Brown, no injury issues like people have maybe been talking about a little bit. That's going to be great. But now we've got people doing, and now uh, Carmen, it looks like, just hit running back wide receiver tight end like I have done. Mm -hmm. So a lot of different builds so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, we'll definitely have to put this up here on, on the on the Twitter sphere. Uh, to see, get get the broader opinion of folks on on who ends up with the best team. I mean, really specifically, I'm looking for people to say, I have a better team than you at the end of this, but uh, we'll see what happens. You have no idea how many people I'm going to pay to say the exact opposite. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be stacked <laughs> against you. You're going to have no chance. Um, you know, my biggest surprise is uh, one of the previous guests that we had on the show, in fact, John Helmkamp has been ghosting us for this entire mock draft. So we have one auto-drafter. I am going to call him out <laughs> because I feel that he deserves it. Yes, you should. Um, his auto-drafted team, uh, I, I'm curious to see after you make your pick here, and then we'll talk about the recent picks. But, um, you know, his auto-drafted team, Dalvin Cook, Patrick Mahomes, Terry McLaurin, I don't hate it necessarily, but this is why you don't let yourself auto-draft because – it's definitely not ideal for me. You know, no. I would never take my homestead early, for example. Correct. All right. So A.J. Brown, we talked about. C.D. Lamb went after him. Then George Kittle. David Montgomery, kind of hoping that he would have came back to me somehow. Josh Allen, second QB off the board. Kyle Pitts going at the uh, tail end of the third. Whoop, whoop. That's me. And then, and then uh, boy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want your reasoning because I'm very excited for it. But then DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, which, by the way, has now added on to a four stack for that team. Mm -hmm. Drafted Chubb, Mixon, Swift, and Sanders. So this is what heavy, you call heavy RB. Heavy RB. He the heaviest RB. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and took uh, Pitts because I believe he has that basically top four potential like he can be he might even be top three here I'm, i've been starting to wane on Kittle a little bit for this season uh so i think pitts i think he's the real deal and i i want that like you said with taking kelsey i want someone that is is gonna give me guaranteed uh production and not have to worry about it so that's why i took him there i don't hate it i really don't and um God save you. If you have any tight end premiums, too, in your format that you might be drafting in, mm -hmm. I I get that. Um, mm -hmm. So now, here's, interest, here's the interesting one for me. So, 
you went Miles Sanders. Excuse me, Miles Sanders. Then you went Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the person after you went James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, the news to Travis Etienne that broke today. Yep. Unfortunately, he will be out for the season. So now we've got a fourth round James Robinson spotting. Does that surprise you at all? No, it doesn't. Not after his season he had last year. I mean, we saw what he did, and then now with Etienne being out indefinitely, um, he's he's probably going to get that that workhorse workload again this season uh and i'm kind of pissed at myself that i didn't even think about uh drafting him at that spot because uh getting him in the fourth i think is uh, probably going to be the biggest steal of this draft yeah he went as rb20 basically for us um and and that's uh feels about right to me in terms of ranking there Mm -hmm. and with how many running backs have already come off the board yeah that definitely feels natural uh don't undersell carlos hyde though guys he's gonna you know, vulture 200 carries. So pair yourself. I'm going to clip that out, Dustin. And he does exactly <laughs> what I suggest. You um, go ahead. <laughs> so Josh Jacobs feels like the, uh, oh boy, like the person that you eventually feel you have to draft because he fell so far. He mm-hmm. went to uh, two running backs after James Robinson. Who would you rather have there straight up, um, James Robinson or Josh Jacobs? Oh, Robinson. Without yeah. a doubt. I mean, J- Jacobs is going to be fine this season, but his upside is limited. You know, he's not going to get that receiving work, and that's that's what gives you a top running back is, is having that PPR upside with receiving. And he's just he's not going to ever have that. For whatever reason, Gruden doesn't want him to catch balls. <laughs> it does certainly feel that way. Um, now we've had some picks happen here since I went Amari Cooper right after that Josh Jacobs pick. Um, at this point I have Cooper still ranked over CD lamb who went around earlier. So I feel great about that value. I'm sure the person who took CD feels incredible about CD lamb because it's CD Mm -hmm. lamb. Uh, I do think this is the last year where Amari actually does better than CD lamb. So Mm -hmm. dynasty perspective different but redraft i still want cooper yeah and i thought about taking cooper instead of evans uh, with my fourth round pick but with that kind of lingering injuries got going on right now i just i didn't want to have to have some you know my starting wide receiver sitting on the bench for the first week or two if that happens i just didn't want to chance that so that's why i passed on him that's fair so you locked up evans who i'm sure is going to get a gaggle of touchdowns as he always does Mm mm-hmm um, I do prefer the consistency, if healthy, that Cooper would have over Evans. But I think you can shoot for the moon with Mike Evans there um, and get those huge weeks out of him, obviously. Um, now, I want to talk about the quarterbacks, though, that went, Dustin. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, now four go off the board. Excuse me, five. Pat Mahomes, then Josh Allen. Uh, and now, in the fourth round, had Kyler Murray, had Lamar Jackson. Russell, the talent Wilson, went in the fifth round there. Um, what's your thought now? Is there is now with how few have gone off the board is now a time where you might consider taking one? Would I consider it with my next pick here? Um, just looking, we got, you know, Dak, Herbert, Rogers, Brady, uh, T law the next four coming off the board here or as far as ADP goes, would I consider it? Sure. Um, but you know, when I look at all this beautiful wide receiver here, um, 
I'll take my chance and and grab a quarterback a little bit later, um, which I need to make my pick right now. Too much time talking. Should do five seconds. What am I doing? <laughs> Whew, so you went close. juju. I did. As we're talking about uh, wide receiver teammates, we talked about Dallas. Now we're getting into the uh, kind of maligned Pittsburgh offense. You know, last year was a much different offense for them. A lot of short passes, not uh, the most exciting thing to watch. Now I took Deontay Johnson uh, a previous round here as my uh, third wide receiver. I feel great about that. Drops Which I love. Damned. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about those drops. I think the upside is definitely bigger with Deontay and bigger with Chase Claypool. But I think people are underrating the consistency aspect of Juju. Is mm-hmm. that where you drafted him? Yeah. And, you know, he's my third wide receiver. So I feel good about that. Um, I just think people forget how good Juju has been. You know, he flashed so early in his career. He's still very young. And I just, I mean, I I love Deontay. Like, I, if I had to pick one of the wide receivers on the team, that would have been the wide receiver to take for me. Um and I love what Claypool did last year, but he, as we talked about before, he's so touchdown dependent or he had such high touchdowns last year that I feel right. like that's going to regress this year. Um, mm. So, and, and I just, I think Juju's in for a bounce back this year. I just, I just got a feeling not saying he's going to blow okay. up and be Juju of, you know, a few years ago where he was like being drafted as wide receiver one overall, but I think he's going to have a, a bounce back season this year. Interesting. Now, Chase Claypool did go two picks after him, and so mm-hmm. there's your your upside again. Um, if you didn't take Mike Evans, would you have more of an inclination to take Chase Claypool? If you want with, a say, more of a steady Eddie with your one overall wide receiver. Uh, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Just trying to, I'm just trying to gauge here. It's always so interesting to see. We talk all the time about roster construction and it's not just rankings. It's not just tiers even. It is what do you have already versus what's going to help you the most coming up next. So you have a bunch of safe guys. Well, now take your shots. Take your moon picks. And mm-hmm. inversely, you have everybody that's all upside with very low floors, then you're probably going to want to take some security there. And I don't think it matters how you do it. I do think it's important that you have that balance, though. Um now, Dustin, I decided to try this. I took Justin Herbert. Okay. Uh, I only did it because I, I never take QBs this early, and I wanted to see how the rest of my draft would now have to fall. Now I have that locked up. I'm not looking at drafting a backup quarterback. He is, I'm set it and forget it with Justin Herbert in my mind. Gotta love it. And I probably should have taken a second running back there, but nobody stuck out. It's like, I have to get this guy on the team. So mm-hmm. I might be doing a modified. Now, I'm not even going to say modified zero RB. Nobody knows what the fuck that means. <laughs> I'm just probably going to be waiting a while before I take my next running back. Let's put it that way as I'm on the clock. Ooh. Ooh, see, this is where it gets grody, though. And now I kind of wish maybe I'd taken a running back a little bit earlier. Because it's even, oh, it's just even so much worse. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to draft my man Brandon Cooks in the seventh round um, and just hammer away at this wide receiver position. Talked about him a bunch. Now I have two of my drinking buddies on my team. Oh, you're staying on brand. Anybody with his analysis. Staying on brand. Right, Got to love it. Goddamn right. 
Now, who went right after Brandon Cooks? I, in retrospect, maybe I would have taken it. It's LaVisca Chenault because with the Travis Etienne news, seemed like Etienne was maybe brought in to carve into Chenault's mm-hmm. role this year in Urban Meyer's offense. Now that obstacle's out of the way for him, he could have himself a pretty, pretty tasty season here. What do you think? Yeah, he very much could. Um, I've never been the highest on him, but with this, you know, the ETN injury, I definitely think that's helps Chenault uh, a bit for this season. Definitely. He definitely uh, bumps up a notch in my book. Yeah. I mean, I still love Marvin Jones and I still believe Marvin is kind of the guy there, but um, it's hard not to be enticed by that upside there, which I think is greater than what Jones has ultimately, but now, God, the running back issue. Can we talk about this? These last couple of rounds of running backs here. Oh, make your selection. I, I've just the last two picks were guys I was honing in on here uh, to to pick, and they both got, got taken. Sniped. I got sniped. You got Gosh again. darn it! Um, uh, <laughs> it was a thirty second clock. What? I don't know what to do. Uh. Yeah, see, here's the <laughs> tilt that everybody's been waiting for, and we all yep. knew it was was happening to it's, somebody. It was happening um, to you. Oh, two seconds, two seconds. I was going to say, if Debo <laughs> was still on the board and you didn't make that selection, that's how I know the clock got in your head if, if you didn't. So way to go. You got your, your guy Debo in before the buzzer there. These 30-second uh, clocks, though, does make you feel like you're running a marathon a little bit, mm-hmm. doesn't it? A what? A marathon? A what? A marathon? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to oh. the for anybody who didn't get that reference sucks to be you um so now you're back on the clock already here at the turn Corey davis and michael carter went off the board since your debo samuel pick um not sure if those two were anybody you had in mind no not you went really. with moster yeah i didn't like anyone at that spot and i just yeah. i was like i need a running back it's not the best strategy to take i will admit <laughs> I'm <laughs> where you just needed a position. So you took the position. Yeah. You had to take the position. Yeah. Basically. That's how it felt. I it felt it. icky. Now that you have some time and some breath here, I want you to talk about the two guys that did go in front of you that you got sniped on Cortland Sutton, Chase Edmonds. Um, now, so I presume even with Debo on the board there, you would have preferred the two of them or did you not see Debo until? Oh no, I, 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 I prefer Sutton over Debo as far as wide receivers. And then, um, uh, and as far as Edmonds, um, he was just the best running back on the board. So I was like, Oh, if Sutton gets taken, I'll take my, the best running back available. That's uh, Hey, that's completely fair. Uh, I don't begrudge you for that at but at all, uh, I am very anxiously waiting to see if I'm going to get sniped, and I did not, luckily. Um, I'm going around later, talking about Chase Edmonds. I'm taking James Conner now, because now I am at the point where if I wait on running back any longer, I'm not saying James Conner is the safest, but I do believe he has a ton of upside, especially mm-hmm. touchdown upside in that offense. So I'm going to go ahead, lock up that position a little bit. I'm still going to have to throw darts at the end of this thing, but I feel a little bit better having him there for like his eight healthy weeks that he'll give Mm -hmm. me probably. So Tyler Boyd went right after him. If I'd done my build a little differently, you know, damn sure he would have been on my, my squad, (laughs) but um, as it is, I feel comfortable. So any other surprises, let's 
We never really talked about this, actually. So these mid-round running backs, mm-hmm. starting the sixth round, we've got Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, Trey Sermon, Javante Williams, and then Chase Edmonds there. Is there any confidence from any of those out of that group for you? Is there somebody that you'd rather have out of that, that group? Um, well, Kareem Hunt Besides and Gaskin. I mean, both of them I like, uh, especially in that that area, to get them that late um, I think is gr- is a great move. Um, and I wish I would have taken either one of them over Juju, honestly, at that point. Um, my, uh, Mike Davis at the end of the sixth round, I mean, that's that's going to be gold. Uh, very solid production there, especially since um, – that person went CMC and then waited until the end of the sixth round and got a starting running back at the end of the sixth, I think is great value. Um, so I do like that. Um, Trey Sermon, Javante Williams, they'll be fine. Probably more of end of season uh, workload than early in the season. Uh, I don't know if you can bank mm-hmm. on them to be producers right away for you, but I do like those there. I mean, all in all, um, the last couple rounds of running backs, I, I really like. Yeah, one guy I finally did get sniped on here, A.J. Dillon. I was hoping he would fall so I could get that comfort of the one-two punch there. It did not happen. And now I'm at a tough position. I'm going bold here. Elijah Moore, uh, probably earlier than I should have taken him. Let's be honest. But I saw that name on the board, and I'm so excited for what he should hopefully be doing this year. I actually do think he's probably the biggest producer for Mm -hmm. rookie-wide receivers. That offense is, God, dare I say it, the Jets' offense actually looks like it could be a real good thing this year. So it's a a purely upside shot there. Um, Boy, I'll probably regret it. But for now, it feels good to be able to click that button. (laughs) No, I don't don't think that's bad. Um, It's not extremely early. I mean, it's earlier than he probably should have taken him you probably could have waited at least a round i would think but i mean i don't hate it by any means uh i am i i i am big on him uh the more i've seen from him this off season or preseason i should say so far um yeah i think he's gonna he's gonna end up smashing for you see that's my own personal hard knocks bump because we went to go see the packers preseason game this last Mm -hmm. weekend here when they played the jets and i'm sure that's you know, sticking sticking around the headspace there. Uh, but the, my my issue was now this next group of wide receivers, who would I rather have above him? And there's not many, if at all, that I would even entertain. So that's why I just felt like, screw it. I'm going to get, you know, he's my fifth wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot for the moon in this case. And now is the running back group going to get any worse? Potentially, especially now that I said that out loud and if our chat folks are, are watching and listening, then then it very well could be. But I would rather have that than be forced into another running back pick that I didn't have a ton of confidence in. Right. And so since then, here's the some of that wide receiver group we're talking about. Nicole Hardman went after Michael Gallup, Curtis Samuel, who is interesting, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, and Rashad Bateman. Um I do like the upside with Bateman there, especially because mm-hmm. it seems like he's back to somewhat full health or at least will be healthy enough oh, to start. Crap, I'm on the clock. This season. You sure are, sir. Five, four, Woo. three, two, one. Um, you got Naeem Hines, my own, my own co-host, tried to thin the running back herd. So appreciate you, Dustin. That's what I'm uh, here for. 
<laughs> and then Marvin Jones went, um, see, that's a guy I was thinking maybe he'd fall another round or two. Because I didn't know if the, the hype had really caught up on him or if there will be any hype on Marvin this offseason that we're not spewing ourselves. You know, that's a, a question I'm not so sure of. So now, Jake, we're kind of getting into this point here. We're in double digits. And usually at this point, especially in your home leagues, you might see that first defense getting drafted soon or a kicker because someone wants to be the first one to get like, you know, their guy, their, their, their best. Do you think that's going to happen with the smart people of our league here? I don't know. Some people do find a tactical advantage if they, if they single out and I'm going to say kicker here because defense, we know is such a crapshoot overall. Mm -hmm. You're really good at analyzing kickers and you've got one at the top of your mind that you absolutely want. Hey, Go for it. And maybe in round 10, you could start to see that. Mm-hmm. We definitely see that in our home league, like mm-hmm. you're talking about. That's a common and thing. At this point, I hope John gets it on auto draft. So then I can just mm. really just stick the knife into him about uh, drafting a defense or a kicker super early. Yeah. Way to go, <laughs> um, Sleeper, by the way, because with how many times he's timed out, you would have assumed that he'd end up with like Travis Etienne. Um, right. You know, but but they are on top of the ball. I'm I'm assuming they kind of took him out of the auto queue there, right? So as as someone that's on IR now, yes, that's a that's a classy move from their standpoint. So I took the mermaid. You took the mermaid. I went with SpongeBob. Uh, (laughs) Jamal Williams. I hope that listeners know those references by now. If not. Go listen to his interviews mm-hmm. because he's the most delightful guy. Oh, he's the best. I am so sad he left Green Bay because uh, I loved him. So, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the reason I took him, well, twofold. One, we know that he's been usable the past couple of years as the second option in Green Bay. Now, is that offense going to be as good? No. But he has the pass catching ability that a bad team should be able to utilize quite a bit. I've always been of the belief he will cut into Swift's usage a little bit more than people are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so at this point now, he he turns into a potentially very useful flex guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do want him there. Um, maybe that was early, but if it was, I, I'm very fine with it because um, I wouldn't have wanted to wait too long. Now, I am eyeing because I said I'm going to have to hammer these running backs and do some dart throws here. I am eyeing one more person. I've got one pick in in betwixt. Hey! And he didn't take him. So now, talk about PPR, guys. This is what I'm basically banking on right now. I'm not doing the handcuff thing. I'm doing the pure second, third option, but with PPR upside. I want J.D. McKissick. I love Antonio Gibson. Let me say that. I think we all love Antonio Gibson. Mm -hmm. I've been slowly convinced J.D. McKissick is not going away. Now he's getting a 110 targets like he did last year. No, God, no, please no. But could he actually see another 60 to 70 targets? You betcha. I, I think he actually could. Um, not banking on that, but at this round, yeah, if he gets it, then that's going to be feeling pretty good, actually. So now, as you do your scrolls, sorry, um, I was, is- I was, I was trying to see uh, who all had QBs here. Oh, sure. You're playing that potential waiting game. I, I am. I am. And being at the turn here, that's it's kind of like I have to, to shit or get off the pot. It's like, do <laughs> I do I sure. make the move now or or do I wait? I don't know. So you're on the clock now and three quarterbacks went this round. Trevor yeah. Lawrence, Trey Lance and Matt Stafford. 
So you pulled the trigger. I pulled the trigger. I I figure I love Tannehill's upside. I mean, he's got two outstanding um, wide receivers. It's what's not to like about that. So, uh, Very fair. So now that you're back on the clock after that very fast turn, unenviable turn there for you. Now you have your quarterback. Ooh, AJ yep. Green. I, I think he's going to have. Yourself. I I think he's going to have a sneaky decent season here. Um, I think he's going to come back healthy. I think he wanted out of Cincinnati, um, so maybe he wasn't trying quite so hard. Uh, and and he's not going to be the number one on the team anymore. So uh, I think that's going to open up as far as getting more favorable matchups. So I, I think he could have a sneaky good return, and he's going to have some really good weeks for you. That's hey, that's that's very fair. I, I give him a lot of shit. Um, some of it rightfully so. Some of it just in good fun. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think as the DeAndre Hopkins drafter here, I I would now hope that AJ Green doesn't do too much. But I think it's a great pick there. And now I'm a little embarrassed. Dustin, with all of this preseason hype, Marquez Callaway buried down there in the ADP, I'm sure. And uh, so we didn't we didn't focus on him. Yeah. Now that he has gone in the 12th round with all with that preseason flash, do you think that's a fair place for him to go? Mm-hmm. Would you take him earlier? Um, I think it's a fair place to take him. I actually had him set up in my queue here, ready to go. Um, probably would have tried to snag him in the next round here. Um, hopefully, you know, kind of playing that game. Hopefully he would have made it back to me. Fair, fair. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. Now, if Jameis is the starter, which just please let please. him be the starter. We all need it. Um, then I think that Marquez Callaway could be maybe not a league winner, but he could absolutely be somebody who crushes his ADP. And so at this point, I'm I'm jealous. I'm very jealous of that pick there. Now, I want Kenny Gainwell after he went off the board. Again, another PPR guy who I'm very keen on. Miles Sanders, I just, I don't think Miles Sanders is going to be what everybody wants him to be. Uh, he's been lined up all over. He's been used in the slot. He's been put out wide so far this preseason, this offseason. So I think he's going to be a versatile weapon in that mm-hmm. offense. Let's call him a Travis Etienne extra light in, in Philly extra there. light. But you're getting him rounds and rounds later than you would mm-hmm. have taken Travis Etienne had he stayed healthy. So. Mm-hmm. Now I'm back on the damn clock. <sighs> and I'm I'm staring down a real ugly one here. And and I don't I don't want to do this, but I feel like I I'm maybe needing to do this. So <sighs> fine. You took AJ Green. Oh, I was actually going to put him into my queue here um, as a possibility to take. Consider him a non-possibility now. But uh, that makes me feel better that you were at least, he was on your radar. Would you have gone two old guys like that? I would have. I I mean, at this, in the 13th round, like, they've they've got upside yet. You know, they're going to flash weeks here and there. Uh, it's just a matter of picking out the right matchup in the right week. But, I mean, they're still very talented players just because, you know, they've had that little injury bug lately. Doesn't mean that they're not usable. I feel like T.Y.'s is a big, big injury bug lately. But, you know, hey, if, if I would get 9 to 10 games out of him at a, a wide receiver 2 level, which is, boy, that's shooting for the stars 
with his current uh, setup there. But with Carson Wentz, you never know. Maybe he could really heavily target him, and then it mm-hmm. works out. Uh, the options that were around him were not not my style. Let's put it that way. So now, Dustin, we've had three defenses. Four defenses, maybe? Three. Um, we've had some defenses. Okay. And a kicker. Hey. Hey. And so it is John. We broke it. <laughs> we bro- <laughs> With both, actually. He has a kicker and a defense yep. now. Um, we're, we're typically waiting to the last round. Fellas on there. But like I say, at this point, if you have somebody picked out that you cannot miss on, then go ahead. Scoop them up. Um, because otherwise, you're going to be sitting here thinking, should I have drafted T.Y. Hilton? So, fuck it. <laughs> Why not? Dustin, you're on the clock, so I won't bug you too much now. But I, I'm just thinking out loud about what my strategy was in round three and four as we got going versus what it's transformed into. Mm-hmm. This is not the team I, I, I was You were hoping for? <laughs> nope. At this point. So, the deep pangs of regret have already set in i'm looking back trying to figure out where i went wrong and you know in hindsight maybe i would have taken uh, clyde edwards Alaire over deandre hopkins but um you know the value to me still seems to be hopkins is a screaming value mm-hmm. so maybe just because of how it shook out I-, I should have hammered the running back a little bit more but i do feel like uh waivers would be my friend with this team, if I were to roll into the season with this, how are you feeling about yours? Uh, pretty good, actually. Um, if you allow me to scroll here so I can actually see my team. Oh, uh, if you must. I actually, I actually kind of like my team. Uh, not that I'm like overly like, oh my god, this is championship caliber team, but um, I, yeah. I, I really do like it. A um, couple of those mid round picks. I wish I would have done a little bit differently, but uh, I don't hate it overall. Well, that's, you know, that's something better than it could have been for sure. Wayne Gallman, huh? Yeah. You know, he's going to be my last actual player pick here for this mock. And, and I really just wanted to bring up his name because he he doesn't get talked about. And we've already heard some folks a, a buzz that Raheem Mostert, maybe, maybe he's a guy who's a cut candidate. If these other guys really show him up. If Trey mm-hmm. Sermon and if Wayne Gallman looks good like he did last year, then maybe there's an outside chance of that happening. And if for some reason it does, then Wayne Gallman is going to be worth his weight in gold. Because you know he's going to have like seven usable games at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, and not just usable, but probably knock your socks off games. And he won't do anything the rest of the time, but that's that's okay. Uh, if I can get that that number of games out of a guy in the 14th round, I'd be happy. Yeah, absolutely. So now, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Traquan Smith, this is what we're dealing with at the end of this draft, Dustin. This is how not pretty it can get. Um, I do want to call out Jared Cook, who went at the start of this round. I love that pick. If I didn't already have Travis Kelsey, that was the guy that I was – planning to get probably would have taken him um, in T.Y. Hilton spot. So um, love that pick. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to go ahead and take the kicker to end all kickers. Rodrigo Blankenship, Mr. Goggles. I want that Indianapolis late round uh, everything, apparently. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, Rodrigo Blankenship. Feels good. Feels good. Uh, But really, this is a kind of a formality at this point, not saying that you shouldn't take these picks seriously when you're on your 
uh, on the clock at your draft. But for our purposes, I think the the excitement of the draft is basically wrapping up. Well, so maybe Dustin, for you. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't I didn't, I didn't mean it. Um, I, I mean, mean, I did. Who but. doesn't who doesn't like the kicker and defense picks, man? I didn't say I didn't like them. I'm saying I'm ignoring them, basically. <laughs> is that worse? That might actually That's, be worse. That is worse. Worse. Okay. Worse. Worse. That is, you, can, you got it. You got it. Tua at that last pick, by the way. I, That's I nice. love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if everybody's actually drafting. Uh, oh, no. He took he took coup right before that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And now he got Tua at the end. So. Yeah. Way to go, FF Sleepy. Yeah, if we were actually drafting for our home league here, um, mm-hmm. I probably would have taken a second quarterback. But because this isn't like our home leagues, yes, I'm, I'm only taking one because I know I can get it off the uh, waiver wire and, and, and yeah. for, for the bye week if, if need be. Right. Our home league is kind of stupid with that rule. You get 10 waiver wire ads throughout the entire season. And so that's why, yes, you have to walk out of there with at least two quarterbacks uh, in your back pocket there. But yeah. And don't tell us how much that sucks and how stupid it is. We know. We know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> We're well aware. We're just that's, two people. That's why it's our home league. <laughs> and update the home league. Uh, but, you know, they're they're stuck. They're stuck in their rhythm. And, and they don't want to change that. And so... Who are we? Who are we, really? We're mm-hmm. just uh, one-sixth of the league, when you look at it that way, Dustin. And doesn't that make you feel small? Doesn't that make you feel inconsequential? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, as I prepare to take my defense here, do you want to kind of run back through your team that you drafted and, and give us some analysis on that? Sure. So um, I went Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson, Kyle Pitts in the first three rounds. Uh, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Juju, Debo uh, went on a little run of wide receivers. I love that value in that range there. Uh, Then I went Raheem Mostert, uh, figuring he's going to be the kind of 1B to the 1A of Trey Sermon to start the season, at least until he gets hurt. And then Darnell Mooney, uh, Naheem Hines, uh, I love both their upside, uh, special Darnell Mooney, and getting him in the ninth feels like stealing. And then took Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback. I mean, you've got two stud wide receivers there. They're probably going to open it up a little bit more on that offense. Uh, so getting him there, I love. A.J. Green, kind of an upside pick, or, or hopeful upside, I should say. I, I have faith that he's going to produce better than where he's getting drafted and then uh, took Roundtree because uh, with Daryl Henderson being a little dinged up right now uh, with the thumb and obviously Cam Akers being out for the year uh, Roundtree has actually looked pretty good and has had a a decent uh, receiving role in the preseason so kind of taking him for that possibly receiving upside Uh, Nico Collins just Upside, assuming Deshaun Watson plays, um, he could have a pretty good role in that offense. And then kicker and defense. That's a kicker and defense. Had to take him. Oh, yeah. Look who's talking bad about kickers and defenses now. My, how the turntables. That's right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm looking back at mine here, and I touched on a couple of things, but I really wanted to try, like I said, starting off with Travis Kelsey. I do still like that pick, if I'm being honest. I I like having that security locked up there. 
Um, look, if Darren Waller had fallen a couple of extra spots in the second round and I hadn't taken Kelsey, I would have smashed him there too. But that's the thing is I, I don't know that that's going to happen. So mm-hmm. while I have the chance of taking that guy, and DeAndre Hopkins, like I said, I, I just feel like people are overlooking him for some reason because he's boringly, consistently awesome. Uh, and he's not on a new team or anything. And then my man, Chris Carson, finally with a, a running back. Uh, I believe he's going to do amazing things. Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, and Brandon Cooks. That trio of wide receivers I'm very excited about because the matchup possibilities there. Mm-hmm. You know, I obviously have Hopkins. He's playing every single game unless he's hurt. Yep. Um, but the flexibility that I have with those three uh, is is amazing to me. Justin Herbert, an early quarterback selection for like the first time ever for me. <laughs> um, don't know how I feel about it now that I've done it, actually. I think I probably would have just punted and I would have felt a lot more comfortable had I punted that position a little further down the road. But I wanted to try some things. Um, and James Conner, Jamal Williams, J.D. McKissick, Kenny Gainwell, Wayne Gallman, I am just hoping i'm just trying to soak up any ppr upside that's there at that point in the draft uh for what it's worth i think all three let's say those first three jamal jd and kenny i think those three are going to be fairly consistent actually as the season shakes out Um, not not game winners but consistent ty it's what you said about aj green just transpose it over to ty hilton uh, and then Rod Regal, Blankenship, the goggles himself. That's, that's my good luck charm. That's what that was. <laughs> so, successful mock draft. Yeah, Justin. I would say so. Um, yeah, and, you know, just this is why, you know, speaking for your draft, Jake, in particular, this is why you do mock drafts. You can try different strategies and see what works, what doesn't, see how your team turns out. You know, like you said, you, there are some things you didn't really like how this team turned out because of how the draft fell and how you started. But now you know. Now you know. Now I do know. And and I'm glad I don't have to take this team into a league mm-hmm. this year. I mean, it would have been I, it would have been fine. I would have played those waivers. Oh, so good, except in our league. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I like my team overall. Uh, I think it's definitely better than your team, but Twitter will decide that. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't think about Twitter likes as I was drafting. See, that was my problem. I should have been focused on that. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Um, but yeah, yeah, good episode. Thanks to everybody uh, from Twitter that jumped in uh, to the mock draft. We really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for doing that. And um, jump in again anytime when we do these, uh, just because hey, it's fun. And, and we love the interaction. Um, you probably couldn't see it on the screen here, but uh, the chat was uh, blowing up the entire draft. Uh, so it's kind of fun to to follow along with that as we were drafting. So uh, big thanks to all of you out there, uh, guys and gals, because it was a lot of fun. And I, I love these mock draft episodes, just the quick hitting analysis. Um, I love seeing how, how people build their rosters. That's not just from a computer generated algorithm. Um, Cause it always throws just a different wrinkle into the draft every time you do it. So um, yeah, one last big thank you. Uh, anything else you want to add here, Jake, before we head out for this week? Just one final uh, message from our chat from D Wallison who said 32nd clock is serious. 
Mm -hmm. You're goddamn right. Thirty second clock is serious. That was brisk. Uh, but hey, look at that. We got in under the hour, so it was. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Because that's really what it's all about. As fun as it was, like I said, having that two or two and a half hour episode last time we did it uh, with the two minute timer. Yeah, it, it, it drug on a little bit there towards the end for a home league. And, you know, that's cool. Live person draft. Love, love having that that time. But uh, uh, for the podcast, though, we need to keep the action going. Got to give right. got to give people what they want. So, um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So that will do it this week, folks. Um, next week, we should have a very fun episode. Uh, bringing back the um, fantasy roundtable that we did to kick off the season last year. I'm going to have on a bunch of guests joining us, and we're just going to talk all things fantasy, kind of whatever comes out of the woodwork here um, for the upcoming season. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. Make sure you tune in for that. Um, Go on and give us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen to your podcast. We do appreciate it. Subscribe to YouTube here at the channel. Um, you'll get alerts every time we go live, and you can see our beautiful, beautiful faces. And Jake, where can folks find you out on the Twitter sphere? They can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And you can find the podcast at Drinking Fantasy. We are here for all of your fantasy needs, especially come draft time here. Uh, you, you have questions regarding your draft. Hit us in the DMs or tag us in, in your, with your question. Uh, we will answer for you. And then you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. <laughs>